First of all, let me say that we note without grief the passing of one Tony Morrison, an overrated black feminist who used every opportunity she had to, in order to run black men into the ground in print. And if you're one of the people who wants to pretend as if she was anything other than an anti-black male hating harpy, then you're part of the problem. This woman spent her entire adult life writing one putrid screed after the next aimed against black men. You know that when the white media takes a black person and praises them, they're not doing it because they actually like that black person. They're doing it because that black person is doing something useful to white supremacy. And the fact that the white media has had a decades-long love affair with Toni Morrison looking at her as the heir apparent to Alice Walker, that tells you everything you ought to know about her. Every black person knows that the easiest way to get white power to hand you some butter biscuits is to trash black men. That is the fastest road to getting the white media to look up, take notice of you, and to heap some quickie praise on you. Go ahead and trash black men and the white media will beat a path to your doorstep. They'll give you all the airtime you want. Why, even old Bill Cosby thought that he was going to get his neck out of the noose by trashing black males. Uh, we all know how that one worked out. So a lot of clowns do it as the path to a quick and easy come-up. However meager the come-up may be, however short-lived it may be, white supremacy has no permanent plans for any of these tools. But a lot of these black folks who call themselves trashing the black community and black men in specific, they do it out of genuine, warped hatred of black men. Toni Morrison falls into the latter category. She should have written a book called Hating Black Men for Fun and Profit. No matter what the pathetic Toni Morrison apologists, suck-up sycophants and minions try to tell you, Toni Morrison was a putrid sewer of anti-black male hatred. Practically all the black male characters in her work were all cardboard cutouts, all meant to certify that black men are cowards, stupid, lazy, demented, just like Agent DuVernay does in almost every TV show and movie that she's attached to. Seems there was an informal contest of sorts between Toni Morrison and Alice Walker to see which one of them could write the most monstrous demonization of black men in print. Well, Toni Morrison refused to be outdone. The pinnacle of Toni Morrison's anti-black male hatred was her so-called novel, Paradise. It's about an all-black town in Oklahoma founded and run by black men. Of course, the black men are shown as being chauvinistic and overbearing like white men. And the book goes to great pains to make sure that it doesn't mention race through the majority of the book, though it does make it clear that the town is supposed to be a black town. And when they're talking about the men, they're talking about black men. But that's part of why the white media loved it, because what she was doing was she was bringing black men down to the level of a white supremacist. Because after all, straight black men are the white people of black people, don't you know? Anyway, some of the women in this fictional black town start a so-called convent out of an abandoned mansion way out in the boonies. It's basically Toni Morrison's feminist paradise, the women sit around and talk about their menstrual cycles and how great it is that they don't have to shave their legs, that kind of thing. 
It goes without saying that there's absolutely no building going on among this convent, no progress, just women basking in the glow of having ovaries and being free from all of that evil straight black male control and domination. The patriarchy doesn't exist in the convent. Though they still, these women still want to take part in the economy that these straight black men built, one of the you-go-girl moments in paradise is when one of the black men who is a farmer is unhappy about having to pay money to the women at the convent to lease their land to grow his crops on. Well, apparently these free women are such a threat to the overly sensitive and insecure patriarchal black men that nine of these black men drive way out to the convent so that they can shoot all of these black women to death. I'm not making that up. In fact, that's the very first thing that happens in the book. It starts with these black men, though it makes sure not to call them black. After all, we're trying to show that straight black men are no different than any other white supremacist who would lay waste to an enclave of black people. It starts off with the black men committing this mass slaughter. And what's the reason, by the way, that these black men did it? These women who live way the hell out in the middle of nowhere, who the book goes to great pains to explain, keep all to themselves, except when they're getting grift off of the locals. Somehow, these black men feel that these women who are not under their control are a threat to them. It doesn't exactly explain how, it's just that, well, black men are very insecure, don't you know? And black men are very, very threatened by the idea that there would be some black women who don't take orders from black men. Now, black men have not been in a position to bark out orders to black women in this country for 500 years. Yet, when you look at any of the black Wall Streets, those black enclaves that formed after Reconstruction, where you had black men leading the charge to try to build for their wives and children. Were there any instances where the black men decided they were going to kill the black women who didn't take their orders? Where the hell is Toni Morrison getting this from? This woman was so eaten up with anti-black male hatred that she came up with this absurd demonization. If David Duke and Lena Dunham sat down to write a novel about black men, it would hardly be worse than this. Now, slaughtering black people simply because they're there, that's a hallmark of white supremacy. And as I've explained, I want to keep pointing out, that's the reason why Toni Morrison in her novel made sure that there would only be one reference to race, and it was a white woman that they made a direct reference to. Everybody else was simply assumed to be black. They would, she used context clues such as former slaves and such in Oklahoma, things that would make it clear that these were black people without using the word black. But the thing is, white power understands when one of their black feminist minions is attempting to give cover to white supremacy. And the worst cover you can give to white supremacy is to draw false equivalences between black people and the white supremacist. The whole, we're all a little bit racist, don't you know, whenever, do you know how dangerous that is? To make it where, well, black men are really no different than white supremacists when you think about it, only in the twisted mentality of the black feminist. 
No black men in the U.S. have ever done anything even remotely to what this book portrays, but it shows that Toni Morrison has a bottomless well of hatred for black men, and she saw her books as a platform to express it, and the white media saw her as a perfect tool to push their lie. The false equivalizing of black men, in specific, with white supremacists. Now you see why the white media was so eager to give her a Pulitzer Prize and a Nobel Prize for her so-called literature. Why it is that they're mourning her passing. Why a, another anti-black male hating harpy like this will be very difficult for white supremacy to find. Somebody who was willing to go this far overboard just to trash black men, someone who would go to this extent to do it, well, it's very rare to find someone whose mind is filled with that much venom. Someone whose mind is full of that much toxicity against black people. Toni Morrison was willing to demonize black men to an extent that no other mainstream white writer would have dared. You wouldn't find stuff like this outside of the Turner Diaries. This is the role that the black feminist fulfills under white supremacy. They're the black flunky who will gladly tell the world how horrible black men are, and your white media will say, well, even though this is supposed to be a work of fiction, it came from a black woman, so you know, there's got to be more than a kernel of truth to it. In fact, go ahead and tell us how wrong and rancid these black men are. And that's what happened every time Toni Morrison was running around. Everybody from Charlie Rose to freaking Bill Moyers wanted to talk to her so that she could tell people that, well, there's this certain attitude among black men. That's who and what Toni Morrison was. And you want me to be sad that she's dead? You go to hell. Oh, and by the way, I think it goes without saying that Toni Morrison was best buds with Oprah who promoted her books no end. They made sure to do a special printing where they pointed out that Paradise was on Oprah's Book of the Month Club. Yeah, I bet it was. I bet you Oprah Winfrey couldn't wait. She was tripping over her shoelaces and over her big gut just to get to the studio and say, there's this book you have to read. You have got to read this book. By the way, if you try to actually read one of Toni Morrison's books, it is an exercise in self-torment. You have to be really automasochistic to try to wade through her books, though she does make sure to speak in plain prose when it comes time to show how evil black men are. She wants to make sure that even the slow coast in the room can get it but for everybody else well she's doing her flowery prose and it's damn near impenetrable half of what she says is unintelligible and the rest is unintelligent and just like her best friend forever oprah tony morrison has a gargantuan inferiority complex where white people are concerned she depends on white power for every crumb of her daily bread and she lived her life in fear that they would betray her Toni Morrison was interviewed by Ed Bradley, and she expressed her utter desire to be white and her basically her insecurity around white people. Quote, I feel that white people will betray me. That in the final analysis, they'll give me up. If the trucks pass and they have to make a choice, they'll put me on that truck. 
but having caught herself saying something she knew Massa wouldn't like, Morrison immediately rebuked herself, saying, By the way, there are lots of black people who'd put me on that truck also, so I'm not trying to demonize the white race. It's just a kind of a constant vigilance and awareness that maybe these relationships can go just so far. Well, I agree with the first part. I would be one of the black people who would gladly put her on that truck. Oh, I have no problem. Put her on the truck, throw her under the bus, whatever it, hey, whatever it is it takes. So, okay, I guess that she was right about that last part. At least the beginning, anyway. But this is just a window into the twisted mentality of Toni Morrison. This woman was not a friend of foundational blacks. She was not a friend of the black community. She was a meat puppet for white power doing their dirty work. And I'm sure that the comments section will soon be infested with a number of vermin such as the Shea Butter Bootlicks and all other manner of white supremacist suck-ups who are going to be telling me how great Toni Morrison was and how I just didn't understand her work. Yeah, because I just can't see the lighter side of demonizing black men. I, for some strange reason, I can't see the other side of that telling all sorts of racist, dramatizing all sorts of racist bile against black men, yet for some strange reason, I just don't see the wisdom in that. Well, maybe if I was smarter, or perhaps if I was dumber, I could see it. No, I got Toni Morrison's number and I got it right. And the idiots who will be in my comments section trying to call themselves defending her and explaining away her numerous crimes in print, you're the ones who need to get a clue. So let me go ahead and say in closing, Toni Morrison has now shuffled off this mortal coil and you'll have to forgive me if I don't shed any tears about it. And I know this, this little eulogy that I've given for her may seem harsh. Well, in that case, then let me go ahead and try to end it on a positive note, okay? When speaking of the dead, they say you should only say good. Toni Morrison is dead. Good.